Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. What's up, people? Today is the last day of January, and I can't think of a better way of ending my January in 2022 than breaking down the Bible with you on the podcast. It's going to be Ditto. great. Ditto. Ditto. January, I heard once somewhere that January is like the longest Monday. Like it's like the, because it's the first month of the year. First month of the year. I felt that, you guys. I'm ready for January. Maybe that's because I'm like waiting. I'm enlarged in the waiting with my pregnancy. So I'm like just waiting for February. The month of January is the longest Monday. I don't know. I have felt that. It's it's the weirdest thing. It feels like it goes in a blink. And then also it's like. Oh, is it two? Is it, is it 2022 January still? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're there, I'm with you too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. What? Uh, I, I think in my mind, time's gone by fast. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, well, good for you. I'm glad yeah. for you that's gone fast. Time just flies when you're having fun, folks. Yeah. I'm always having fun. So, <laughs> yay. All right. Today we're looking at Romans chapter mm-hmm. three. This is our first podcast with you on the book of Romans, but Bobby's going to begin by sharing a little bit of an overview. Mm. Really Scholar, de- theologian, detailed. Bobby Jean. You guys, Romans? Bobby just gave a, what? Uh, have you given your talk at Women's Walk yet? Yes. At this point. At this point. Yes, yes you have. <laughs> so Bobby did a lot of study in the book of Romans. Everybody study, you can study Romans for all of your life. It is just is so true. dense and and really good and really helpful. And so I'm glad if you've read Romans 1 and 2 and you're still with us with Romans chapter 3, bravo. They're Thank still you with us. for being so You're with still us. with us. It's good, but it's just like, oh, wow, wow. There's so many just different. Some, some people have called this book like a theological essay. Um, it definitely does like encapsulate kind of this, you know, the fullness of the gospel message. And that's Paul's point. And the reason that Paul's point is that is because um, he's speaking to the church in Rome and the church has kind of split essentially. So Mm. Paul, like one of Paul's main charges from Jesus is to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. And so, so he's doing that, but at this church in Rome, it's very much, um, you know, a cavern between the Gentiles and the Jews, but also between this other sect of Jews that were expelled by Claudius. And then they're um, coming back now and they're realizing like, wait a second, why do we have Jews in, you know, synagogue with us? Or excuse me, why do we have Gentiles? Yeah. And they're not circumcised and they're not eating kosher and they don't even like observe Sabbath. And so I wonder how oh, they knew that. What do you mean? Whether they're circumcised or not. <laughs> Stop. Throw <laughs> a little wrench at you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't you know, man? <laughs> but I'm guessing Mind your own business, bro. because <laughs> they had to be. God, and yeah. so they're like, oh, these people just accepted Jesus. Like, wait, what? Well, let's get them in the procedure room. You yeah. know, and they're, they're like, what? You're ridiculous. Uh, you know lied. what? I'm I circumcised. Get lost, man. <laughs> this was really helpful, I think, for folks. And then you just keep going. You're killing it. Where no. you go? Anyway. Slayer. I don't know how they did or didn't know these <laughs> private, intimate details of each other's life. But 
that was the thing that was causing the rift. And so Paul's kind of starting from the beginning. And he's so in chapters one and two, we talked about, you know, God and his righteousness. And um, we heard about how we are just unrighteous people. Yeah. And Jews are unrighteous. Gentiles yes, are unrighteous. Everybody Chapter three, the board. everybody's unrighteous. So now that brings us up to speed. Chapter three, Romans. That's where we're at. That's right. Yeah. And what I appreciate about like verse nine And if you have a Bible that has subtitles, it says, no one is righteous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Keeping that theme going here, but he's he's, he's concluding his thought here. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Like, do Jews have an advantage? Do Gentiles have an advantage? Mm -hmm. Not at all. Big nope. Mm -hmm. For we have already made the charge that the Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. Mm -hmm. And so basically he's saying whether you are, you've grown up in a religious home right. or you are new to this spirituality thing, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. As long as you profess Jesus Christ, we're all in the same boat. We all have the same need. Every human does really. What he transitions to though is a pretty eye-opening statement as he takes a lot of different thoughts and statements from the Psalms yeah. and puts together like really a longer thought on how jacked up we are. Mm. Like all of us. Right now you're talking so, about verses like 10 through 18. Oh yeah, it's a real fun read. You want to you wanna read it for us? I'd Verse love to. 10 through 18. As it is written, no one, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. This mm. is definitely from the Psalms. Their songs practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouth, mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their lives and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Wow. And lights go out. Yeah. So it's important though, like theologically, this is a really important Mm -hmm. chapter because it takes what we know throughout the whole Bible Mm -hmm. when it comes to sin and our standing with God, like legally, is that we're all plagued with sin. We're all corrupt. Our lips are tainted. Evidently our throats are tainted. And it's just Mm -hmm. imagery there. But um, at the end of the day, when we stand before God, we all have the same condition and we all have the same need. And the remedy for our need is also the same. It's just, are we willing to profess Jesus Christ as our Lord mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you hop down to verse 20, it says, right. there one, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Because when you connect this chapter within the greater framework of the Bible, you think about the Old Testament and Exodus 20, mm. they're going through uh, the Ten Commandments and God gives Moses the law. And what people come to realize throughout the whole Old Testament is that they are unable to keep the law. Right. (laughs) They're constantly like dishonoring their parents. They're constantly stealing. They're constantly (laughs) coveting. They're constantly murdering. They're constantly not keeping Sabbath. Like the list just goes on and on. And so the law is good because it points us to the way of God, but it's also difficult and important in that it reveals our hearts and our inability to follow the way of the Lord. Yep. And that, that's what he's getting at here. So in verse 20, he's saying, when you're standing before the Lord as judge, no one's righteous, mm-hmm. no one's holy, no one's worthy, no one's, no one has done enough to save themselves, yep. essentially. And that's really important to know. So when you think through, like practically now, like my life, 
I, I follow Jesus. I love Jesus. I, the Spirit has made his home in my heart. And every single day, I still have battle after battle with like, killing my flesh and, and sin, whether I'm harboring anger or I'm battling lust or I'm trying to kill my pride. I have to partner with the Holy Spirit. But if I give in to what is natural, again, I'm going back to, I'm in huge trouble. I need the Lord. I need yeah. his spirit to do a great work in my heart. Thank God Jesus came. Mm-hmm. And that verse 20 is, is not the end of the story. Yeah, Paul kind of, it's as if he's speaking like out of both sides because he's like, okay, so nobody is righteous and we've all sinned, you know, but then um, as you continue reading on, read about the law, and again, in verse 23, oh, we've all sinned, but then right away in verse 24, and all are justified freely by Woo! his grace through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ. And so as the passage goes on, it's kind of this like, oh, this is so heavy. Like you said, verses 10 through 18, like, I don't really want to look at myself like this. And, and But it's so important that we do that so that we can actually understand like, yeah, that's the part about having a deeply convicting faith is that this isn't just something that I heard about and thought was a good idea. This is something that I am personally convicted. Oh my goodness, Bobby Corver, like this is an examination like you're saying, because then we can freely accept like the goodness of Jesus is like overwhelmingly good. Each new day, each mercy that we get to sit with him because of verse 24 and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. So it's believing. Yeah. Like, and what <laughs> that means again, that word justified means when yeah. you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you repent of your sins, you're mm-hmm. justified. And that means God looks at you and it's just as if you never sinned. That's what yeah. justification is. Just mm-hmm. as if you never sinned. So like legally, you stand before the judge and he looks at you again. He's not going to see you for your sin. He's not going to see you for the wrong you did. He sees Christ in you because yeah. what Jesus did was live a sinless, holy life, mm-hmm. died on the cross, taken all of our charges, our sin upon himself. Mm-hmm. He paid that debt to the holy and perfect God. Mm-hmm. So when you believe in Jesus, his holiness his sinlessness, his righteousness is applied to you and to me. So when God sees you, he sees Christ in you, which is, is the heart of Christianity. That's the heart of the gospel. Yeah. You're like, praise God, we stand justified because of what Christ did. Hmm. And it's, it's simply believing in him. And uh, yeah, you get, keep going through like verse 25 and the 20, uh, 27, 25, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. Mm-hmm. Through um, the shedding of his blood to be received by faith, not the law, not works, not deeds, faith, mm-hmm. by simply believing in who God is and what God has done. That levels the playing field for everybody, rich or poor, male or female, American, Chinese, Russian, doesn't matter where you live or what's going on. If, if you just simply believe yeah. in Jesus, you get to have a relationship and forgiveness of sins in eternity. And he, Paul continues and says in verse 27, like why that's important is so that no one can boast. Like why it's important. Yeah. It's like, oh, we didn't do this because he, like if, if we could, well, shoot, then it would just be all about us all the time anyway, because that's yeah. how it is. Look at me. I perfected the law today. I kept <laughs> all so, 10 commandments. Yes. And so that inside the church, outside of the church, like that's our, our human condition is, you know, that brokenness and bentness inside of us where it's like, no, Jesus did it so that no one can boast. Before we get there, though, was the part like, I do you remember I talked to you about this? Yeah, about God waiting. <laughs> There's just this little line in verse 25 that just really encouraged me before we get to 27. 
where he says he did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. And so you guys, I, so forbearance, like long withholding patience. And you just think about that's something Clark and I process because sometimes, you know, we'll talk about the whole chapter. Sometimes there's just a word or a line. And this was just huge to me because you think about that. And what Paul's saying here is there has been this holy patience that God has been holding Mm -hmm. and waiting and waiting and waiting since Genesis three, Genesis, since this brokenness entered and sin and evil entered God saying, I am coming. Like I am going to redeem this. I am (laughs) am coming. And now it's like the time is now. Mm -hmm. And so I just picture that, you know, we have these questions about, you know, well, how, how did this happen or how did that happen? And kind of just the unfolding sovereignty and, and plan of God. And we, we like to, you know, in our flesh, those are difficult things to understand. And in our finiteness, 110% truly put yourself in God's shoes Yeah, where he's like, I didn't want any of this to happen. You know, I, yeah. I you guys didn't listen to me. You've been in worlds of pain for a long time. I want to save you. I, I want to redeem you. you. I want <laughs> to be in a relationship with you. And so there's, yeah. anyway, there's a lot more you can say there, but I just was so struck by that, that it, the, the forbearance and that how it's literally, you know, in this perfect timing that God has laid mm. out, that Jesus has come, that we now get to receive him by faith, yeah. not by, you know, these crazy, I'm going to hop on one leg for 40 years and rituals and whatever else, but by professing Jesus's name and believing. Yeah. So crazy. That's good. So I guess as I wrap up my own thoughts on this chapter, I'm thinking through a number of people who might yet not be professing Christians. They don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I feel a call just to pray for them, Hmm. continue to pray for them. And just remember how patient God has, has been with all of humanity, but also with us. Totally. And so saying, all right, God, I sense on one hand, a sense of urgency to pray and intercede for people that they would come to love Jesus. Yeah. And the other hand, just be patient with God's timing and how he's working in and through their life. Hmm. And Romans is a great gift. It's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> gift. It's a necessary um, study and, yeah. will, and will help us really interpret and make sense of all of the Bible. Totally. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. So hmm. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, so, I mean, we're headed into February, guys, and um, I just, thanks for being with us. Thanks for, like, January, like I said, for me, has been the longest Monday, so I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of me that we're here in Romans. (laughs) We're going to be back with you on Wednesday then. Um, Until then, just be blessed, like Clark said in Romans chapter 3, and we'll talk to you then. God bless you. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.